0: Hey, what is up everybody? This is Jack. I'm with Austin, and we are the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacers fans, by Pacers fans. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm swell. Yeah, um, we got some football on. Uh, should, should be a good day. Very distracted. <laughs> it's well, very distracted. <laughs> you have no money on the games today.
1: I have no money on the games all season. I gave up betting on the NFL Because it's too up and down. There's too many injuries. I would advise every gambler to do the same and shift strictly to the NBA where the sample sizes are larger and the injuries are less frequent. And we're going to talk about some bets today if anyone
0: out there is into sports betting, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we'll get to all of that in a bit. And I'm kind of stoked because Austin's the guy when it comes to NBA betting. If you want to lose money... Listen to me. Um, I, I tend to throw my money away when it comes to the NBA. But not much. Just, you know, dimes, nickels.
1: <laughs> you literally do. The, the the catchphrase nickel and diming someone, you are literally nickeled and dimed by DraftKings and FanDuel.
0: Yeah. And whatever other sites have promotions. You know, I haven't got into BetMGM, but... Uh,
1: it's good. They give out a bet. lot of free bets. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of $10 well, send free me a bets. Code. Send me a code. I'll join.
1: Last year, too, I hope they'll do it again this year, BetMGM had a thing where if you bet $50 in a week, they'd give you a $10 free bet the next Monday.
0: I've never bet $50 in a week, unless it's like the spread the love stuff.
1: That's why you got to get on MGM. Think uh, $50. Okay. If you're smart about your bets, that's only... I'm trying to do the math real quick. That's barely over seven dollars a day. That's see,
0: I don't know, man. That's to me, whenever I see seven dollars a day, I see I'm losing seven dollars a day.
1: No, not if you're winning.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you don't. Then you're making maybe. You know seven. me, man.
0: You know how I am with sports betting. It's I go too, I go too big and then lose the bets. Um, but let's let's talk about betting in a bit. Uh, I heard
1: through the grapevine you got a stat of the day. I did have a stat of the day and and in fact I still do have it. You just don't know where it's I at. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's right here. Oh, I pulled it up. Oh, okay. Yes. I remember what I was gonna ask you uh when we started. Do you remember where you were January tenth, twenty sixteen? I've been dying to ask you. No. January twenty sixteen. January tenth, twenty sixteen. I was in Houston. Took my cowboy hat. <laughs> Took my boots. Your boots. Yeah, I remember those. I took my I jingle jangle. Boots.
0: Oh, I remember that cowboy hat. I don't, I remember your snake boots.
1: Yeah, I t- yeah. I should clarify. I took my snake boots <laughs> with the rattlers on the back. Okay. Took my cowboy hat and my bolo tie, and I went to Houston, not just to see the Pacers. I was there doing business. You know, I'm an oil tycoon of sorts. <laughs> Made my money. Uh, made my money down there finagling the the drills and whatnot and stopped in saw our Pacers play the Rockets on that night January 10th and Monta Ellis what a game he had in a Pacers losing effort unfortunately but uh we can really hang our hats that Monta had a great one here it was an overtime loss 107 to 103 to the Rockets uh, Pacers kind of gave up a fourth quarter lead in this one to let the Rockets back in it. Um, Paul George, three for ten from three, he kind of let us down that night. But Monte Ellis, eleven points, thirteen assists, his high as a Pacer. So wanted wow. to wanted to shout him out for that. Also, he shot five of eleven. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, 46%. Monte, shout out. Is he still getting paid? Yeah, still getting. Paid? This is his last. The last. This year. is his last year.
0: Contrary to the belief that he has um, 10, 15 more years left, this is actually like his last season. the guy on the Mets. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bobby
1: Bonilla. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Bonilla. Day.
0: Gets a million a year, right? Yep. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll stretch the Monte Ellis contract even more than it already is, and
1: we could continue <laughs> to pay him for years and years to come. And pay him $40,000 for another, I don't know how many years that would be. Yeah.
0: Um, I found out what I was doing January fourteenth, twenty sixteen.
1: Oh, what were you doing?
0: This this was me in
1: Torrey Pines, San Diego. There you go. You were taking pictures of probably that cult you worked for, right? Uh <laughs> um
0: no, I wouldn't have been there yet, but I was okay. at the beach. Okay. I, I think That's this good. could have been a nude beach.
1: Are there nude beaches here playing. in I'm America? No, oh. there are, yeah. There's there are. Like,
0: There's a nude beach in San Diego. It's Black's Beach. Went one time with our friend Matt um, to surf and stepped in a tar pit um, and had tar on my – or like a tar bubble and had tar on my toes for – I don't even remember how long.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, it was wild. I guess there's like
0: a thing where like tar will wash on shore and like these bubbles – and then you can step on it. And well, gets stuck we we to
1: drill out there sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oil, yeah, it's oil people. I don't. We don't wear our cowboy hats to California though. Yeah. We're well, I always, I always
0: took you for more as a denim tycoon.
1: Yeah, boiled <laughs> denim. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, you're done with your stat of the day? Yeah, I I got flustered because when I looked down on my phone, there was a text message, and I I don't know how to get them off the screen. But I figured it out. <laughs> Getting old. You are. Oh, um, Rodney Stuckey was still on the team at this point. Oh, cool. And Miles Turner was barely playing. He was splitting bench minutes with Jordan Hill.
0: Ugh. Um, who we s- pretty much swapped Roy Hibbert for Jordan Hill with the Lakers.
1: And neither team won that trade.
0: Well, it wasn't a trade, just free agent signings. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it felt like a swap. Um, And I agreed. Oh, hey, T.Y. Hilton just caught a pass. Hey, welcome back. TY. Welcome back. Glad you're back. Um, so let's real quick go over this um, off-season review for the Pacers because the NBA season starts on Tuesday. That's right. Austin, are you stoked?
1: You're excited to start I'm very excited. Making- I enjoy the start of the NBA season is better than Christmas for me. Um, I'm not a very festive holiday person. I rarely even... Celebrate my own birthday. I know that might sound depressing. But, um... Yeah, it's just a lot of pomp and circumstance... With Christmas and whatnot that... I've kind of lost a flair for. I think it's maybe because people are such bad gift givers. You know? Which is selfish. I I really... Only... Want cash. Because I don't, I don't really know what I ever want until I want it in a moment. Um... But nobody wants to give you cash, so they'll buy you something that you they think you might like, but you'll never really use so
0: well, sorry, you feel that way. I don't remember why you started talking about that, but um. because
1: <laughs> because the start of the NBA season is better than Christmas to me oh <laughs> okay, but then I kind of went down the Christmas path too much. yeah it was,
0: it was somber, yeah it was a, it was a sad I'm sorry to bring up the NBA season
1: <laughs> but look if if people like Christmas good for you. I appreciate that people like the decorations and whatnot. For sure. Also, I worked in retail for many years, and uh, just working in retail at Christmas time is just death. Yeah. It's terrible.
0: Well, in some ways, you still do work in retail,
1: in some ways. In some ways, yes. Yeah. In some capacities, we uh, send the oil to the retail places. Like Kohl's. Like Kohl's, like Walmart. We, you know, a lot of boiled denim in the trucks. <laughs> so, so
0: okay. Um, let's go over then. um I don't have a segue from boiled denims to the NBA, but let's just, let's go over what which the,
1: player would look best in boiled denim,
0: which player Austin would look better in boiled denim. Let's go over the free agent signing from the Pacers. Okay. <laughs> we got TJ McConnell who re-signed with the Pacers. Four years, 33.6 million. And this is all recap. So we're going to go through this quick. Torrey Craig, who signed two years, 10 million, who you love. Yeah. DeJong Strong Jarre. favorite
1: for best boiled denim outfit.
0: <laughs> but uh, I'm, Fairly certain you have no idea who this next guy is. Dejan Jarou to a two way. Sounds deal. French, okay. And then Dwayne Washington from Ohio State, we signed him to his here or two way contract as well. There's a football player named Dwayne Washington, with its D Y W right, A N E. I don't remember how to spell his name. Was
1: D Y W A N E? That doesn't D-Y-W-A-N-E? make sense. <laughs> Dwayne. He's a running back, right? Dwayne Washington. Yeah, he is. I don't know if he's actually still in the league. Yeah, I don't but. either. I remember
0: that name. He was a Raider, maybe. Yeah. But, okay, so those are our free agent signings. I'm going to go TJ McConnell looks great in boiled denim. Like jacket, pants, um, nice cowboy hat. I'll take Tory Craig. Okay. Wait, are we talking like denim shirt and denim jacket?
1: Yeah, yeah. The full
0: Canadian tuxedo get up. Okay. Whoa, what a snag. All right, we got football on in the background, so we won't get too distracted. No, he was talking
1: about Torrey Craig. Torrey
0: Craig, yeah. What a snag with those denims. So then, uh, trades we made. um, Ended up sending Aaron Holiday some draft picks, some uh, cash. We ended up getting Isaiah Jackson on draft day. um, Sent Doug McDermott to the Spurs, and we created 7.3 million um, and a trade exception which I don't know much about trade exceptions Austin I I know you are the trade guru Um, so feel free to chime in whenever if you want to talk about that and we also drafted Chris Duarte and sadly sent Edmund Sumner to the heat or to the Nets for a 2025 second round pick which is top 37 protected and we got Juan Pablo Vallette as well Edmund Sumner is now out of the league too
1: I have never heard of a second round pick being protected. So yeah, top thirty seven. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's crazy, isn't it? And it's that's four years from now. But
0: it's the Heats twenty twenty five second round pick. Okay. So I I don't know. Who knows? By then they may be a bad team. I don't know. But that's so weird. Yeah. So uh yeah, crazy off season for the Pacers. Not like huge moves that happen. Um we did lose Jakar Sampson as well, Cassius Stanley and Amita Brima. Are you bummed about any of those?
1: No, I know you're bummed about Amita Brima.
0: No, I'm not bummed about Ameeta Brima. He'll be back. I I'm still bummed about Alize Johnson, but hey, what do I know? I mean, that makes sense. Alize Johnson. I think he was went a to bummer. Houston. Oh, cool. That's gonna be a fun team to watch on League Pass for you, not for me.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to convince you, but I don't we'll think
0: I have successfully. I just can't watch Pacer games here on League Pass, so it doesn't make sense for me. You. So um, we also no longer have Nate Bjorkgren as our head
1: coach. That's the big offseason move. Yes,
0: and we got Rick Carlisle, which is exciting. We got Lloyd Pierce as our um, top backup or top assistant. Sorry, gold medalist Lloyd Pierce. Yep. Who also cannot be a big fan of Nate McMillan, who stole his job from him. Yeah. So we got some animosity there. Maybe we'll we'll spark a you know rivalry with the Hawks. And we got a few other assistant coaches. Um and one of the other big moves is we lost Greg Foster and kept Batadze. So, Batadze won the argument. He, yep. So, shout out Batadze. Did he lose the battle, win the war? Won, it lost the battle, won the war. Yeah, definitely lost the battle. Well, I think they both lost the battle. um And then, as always, we got a million injuries, and some new news that happened this week, Austin, because this was all like, off-season stuff, but something that happened this week is, we ended up, well, you knew we, we signed Brad Wanamaker, but we ended up waving surprisingly, Kiefer Sykes, who is now going to be on the G League team, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Also waived Terry Taylor and Nate Hinton. That same day, the Pacers signed Justin Anderson, who I think is the worst player in the NBA when he plays, um, Benny Boatwright, and then Derek Culver. Not Jarrett Culver, Derek Culver. And they were all waived a couple days later looks like they're going to sign with the g-league affiliate the fort Wayne mad ants as well so not a huge offseason like i said i think we have a ton of pieces though to make some moves if we wanted to make a trade during the beginning of the season but we'll see we'll see the pacers sometimes do that they sometimes don't We'll feel it out i think the pacers with rick carlisle are in win now mode so i think they're going to at least feel out this roster we're doing another season of the bonus bonus miles turner experiment which uh, yep couldn't have said it better myself so and I know some people are, are for it who are listening to this podcast as well, but man, I, I think I'm at the point where, well, I've been at the point for probably about three years where I'm ready to see one of them get traded. I don't even care if it's Sabonis bonus at this point either. But Austin, all that being said, we're going to talk about where we think the Pacers are going to finish this season or how they're going to perform in the East. We're going to talk about MVP odds. We're going to talk about rookie of the year odds, all the above, all stars as well. We got a few guys on the Pacers who could be first-time All-Stars this year, one who could be a three-time All-Star this year. We'll talk about that, too, when we get there. Um, but all that being said, Austin, are you feeling optimistic about the Pacers this season?
1: Um, No, honestly, not <laughs> really. I don't feel bad. There is talent in the building, but the injuries are already here. So we don't even really have the... Uh, excitement like there was last year Uh, the excitement this year is in Rick Carlisle new coach who is an established really good coach he's a champion he used to coach in Indiana for a while Uh, that's a great move I think he'll be here for a while Um, also I should I don't know if you knew this but I saw that Levert is going to be reevaluated after the first four games yep is what Carlisle said I think so maybe he'll be back soon obviously we don't know when warren will be back nope and we t- just the the whole starting lineup in general uh is five guys who consistently miss 15 to 25 games a year yeah so and i we'll mean see. you could
0: count on malcolm Bragdon missing 20 maybe more games, yeah maybe more at least 20 though yeah um TJ Warren, we we still have no idea when he'll be back. Karis LeVert, it sounds optimistic coming from the Pacers right now with where he's at right now, um, which he does have a stress fracture in his back. So yeah, that I,
1: doesn't sound good at all. No,
0: I hope they take care of that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, they're, they're going to reevaluate him after the first four games. So, I mean, look, it could be better than we think when we hear a stress fracture in the back. But he's doing one-on-ones. He's at practice. Um, He's working. He's not doing full court yet. He's not doing full team 5-on-5 yet, but still doing one-on-ones and at this point is on track to play early in the season. So does that affect the Chris Duarte rookie of the year odds for you?
1: Well, it certainly bolsters them in the short term. Um, And even Warren being out helps him a little bit because somebody's gonna have to be able to score the ball and you got both of those guys out now you're really just down to Sabonis and Brogdon as guys who can get their own shots so if Duarte can come in and be that I mean he could quickly become the sixth man when when the whole team is healthy um maybe even bump himself up into a starting role a little bit while those guys are gone so Opportunity is certainly gonna be there for him.
0: Yeah. So I Justin Holiday's still there. Yeah.
1: Justin Holiday tends to
0: start when guys are hurt in that like two to four position in the starting lineup. Um Jeremy Lamb's looking good too in the preseason. I know we don't like to overreact to the preseason
1: too much. Well, I do. Most people don't. Yeah. I don't I don't watch it because I don't I don't want to get excited.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean I, I like watching it. Jeremy Lamb looks good. He had the go ahead bucket to win um a couple games ago. And good for him. Yeah. Brad Wanamaker, game changer, in for the Pacers, who knows?
1: I'm just playing. don't let's yeah. I'm playing look Tory Craig Jeremy's not here to rile me up about about Brad Wanamaker.
0: <laughs> or just in general the rile. It should be you Brad
1: Wanamisser. <laughs>
0: We'll see if he makes the... Well, I guess he is going to make the final roster now. Is he really? Yeah. Good Lord. So your boy, Brad Wanamaker, and he will probably get minutes as well. Uh. And then O'Shea Brissett, always a possibility to start. But, I mean, Chris Duarte could honestly make his way into the starting lineup pretty soon if he continues to perform like he did in the Summer League and preseason. And, I mean, I know he's going to be playing against different levels of talent when the yeah. actual NBA season starts. But, hey, we really like Chris Duarte and what he brings um, on the court, and hopefully he could get some more minutes. But, Austin, I have all the – anyway, I have all the odds to win the MVP um, right here for the um, NBA this season. Do you want to go over that? Do you want to do all-star teams first? What What are you feeling?
1: So let's do all-stars first. Okay,
0: so you have your list. 12 make it for the Eastern Conference. We're just doing Eastern Conference, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's all I did. So 12 make it for each conference. And I have a list of 25 names of guys who I could see potentially making it this year. Maybe not potentially like, you know, I included Tobias Harris. I don't think he's going to make the all-star team. I included uh, Nikola Vucevic, who I'd be very surprised if he made the all-star team too with the big man depth that we do have in the East. Um but, I mean, there are some exciting names out here. Guys who could be first-time All-Stars, too. And I, I went ahead and looked up last season how many first-time All-Stars there were. There were five. In the East or total? Total. Okay. So, there's going to be, you know, every year there's new first-time All-Stars. Like, last year it was Jalen Brown, um, Zion Williamson. I wish I, I saved the list of first-time All-Stars. Jalen Brown, Zion Williamson and then three others. I'll look it up here in a second. But um, there's always first-time All-Stars every year, obviously. But, Austin, you have your list
1: of 12? Do you have any first-timers on this list? I have – wait. I think I have two, but it may only be one. Okay, so who are your locks? Let's go over this because – My locks, I got eight guys that I think you need to lock in. Okay, yes, I do have two first-time All-Stars. But I was very torn. I almost had three. Um, my locks are Katie, Harden, Embiid, Giannis, Bradley Beal, Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Trey Young. I think you can lock those guys in if they're healthy. Play at least two thirds of the games before the All Star break. Those guys are all stars. Wait, go over. So my locks, I have eight.
0: This could be different than yours too. Okay. I have Durant. Wait, I lost my list. Okay. So I have Durant, Harden, Giannis, Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, Tatum, Joel Embiid. Those are my eight. So So I don't have Jalen Brown.
1: You have Jimmy and Middleton locked in.
0: Yeah. If we're talking, these guys are playing enough games to make the all-star team. Okay. So what are our differences? Then you had Jalen Brown, and then who's your other lock? Um... I think Beal. Oh, yeah, Beal. So, I don't have Beal as a lock. Um, they added a lot of talent this year. I don't know if, if Beal made 30 or did not have 30 or at least 28 points per game last year. I don't know if he would have had the same level of consideration that he did um, for the All-Star game. I don't know what that looks like. I I'm not convinced this team's even good. Washington. And... I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't think he's going to average 30 points per game again this year. And I Oh, I think so. You do? He'll
1: have the ball in his hands a lot more. They,
0: they added a lot of guys. Well, I guess Westbrook was there last year, but he's a creator too for Beal. You know? He is,
1: but now it'll be – what I think you might see this year is if Beal's points go down, it could be that his assists go up. So maybe he goes down to 26 a game and he goes up to six or seven assists. Beal's a very good passer. Um, Washington is on in the early league pass spots a lot, so I've watched a good chunk of them over the last few years. I think he's an underrated playmaker and passer. Um, He is not a very good defensive player, but a lot of guys that make the All-Star game are not known for their defense. And obviously he can shoot the daylights out of the ball and score from anywhere. So, I got him locked in just because I think if he's healthy, uh, he's gonna be getting buckets. He shoots at a good at good percentages, um, and like you said, that team you know they got Kuzma, they got KCP, Harrell, lost Westbrook. We got the rise of Daniel Gafford coming. <laughs> I mean, Daniel Gafford really came on at the end of last year. I love he Daniel Gafford. He won't have to compete. They won't be doing a three-man center rotation with Alex Lynn, Gafford, and Robin Lopez anymore. Well, they have Thomas Bryant coming back. They do. Then they, Thomas Bryant, who is a great offensive player. Okay. So I think that that'll help Beal out too. Very
0: emotional talent too, Thomas Bryant. Very yeah. emotional. He's <laughs> he is dating kind of back to his Bryant. IU days.
1: Yeah. He's a good player though. Yeah, really so good player. I, I think there's reason for optimism, and they got, uh, Wes Unseld Jr. coming in there, who was a, by all accounts, great assistant, valuable piece of the Denver Nuggets. Unseld's a legend here in Louisville. Wes Unseld, big Louisville uh, ties. Yeah, so we're in Louisville doing this podcast. Yeah. If and maybe the best ramen I've ever had is in D.C. So, oh.
0: You're, you do love going to D.C.
1: I go to D.C. a lot. I got friends there. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're a big D.C. guy. I'm a capital D.C. D.C. Who guy. Who knows?
0: Maybe you'll be part of the government one day and maybe. live in D.C.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we just shouldn't have a government, you know? <laughs> this is <laughs> This is all dot debate now. They tried that in this town in New Hampshire. You guys should read about it. It went crazy. Like, crazy good, crazy bad? No, crazy bad. The town got overrun by bears. No, it didn't. <laughs> I promise you can look this up.
0: <laughs> was it because there was no uh, trash
1: collection? That was a big part of it, yeah. Like, they totally just defunded everything. Like, it was just like Uber. I mean, it's probably beyond libertarianism. Well, it was like utilitarianism. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Here's what I, I want to ask, too, about that. I have a few questions. hmm Sure. Is it I mean, is it bad to generalize saying we shouldn't or we should have government everywhere just because New Hampshire got overrun by bears? Not every place has bears. That's my <laughs> counter argument like there's no bears where we live, you know, sometimes there' like one will pop up
1: there's raccoons though
0: there's raccoons, but towns can't be re- overrun by raccoons.
1: We could get overrun by something here
0: what? There's, there's raccoons no, there's no predators snakes i don't think the government Hawks. does anything about snakes right
1: just don't let a snake get you you gotta watch out for those snakes I, you got trash laying around all around the place you'd be surprised what comes out of the woodwork oh uh you have no a, police you might you might have people just walking in your homes yeah eat, eating out of your cabinets <laughs> of course you don't have cabinets anymore <laughs> They hey, broke. I mean,
0: without a government, will all of our cabinets fall on Rio? <laughs> Are you making the case for government now? <laughs> we had a my my wife went to grab a coffee cup today, and the whole cabinet fell. Um, so I didn't put it up. I didn't hang the cabinet up. wasn't wasn't my doing. It was the house flippers we got the house from. So some shanty work was put into this house as it relates to the cabinetry. But uh, I I do want to report that she's okay. No cabinet fell on top of her, just near her.
1: But all of our mugs broke. (laughs) And she got no broken glass in her. As far as we know. didn't step on any. As far as we know, yeah.
0: It's Good. I've heard stories where someone will have an itch on their foot and then figure out there's a piece of glass a few inches long that just has been in there and they had no idea.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: So who knows? Maybe adrenaline. Like We could have got glass in us. I have calluses that are about as hard as rock on my feet. So I don't think glass can get on my foot. Probably need to go get a pedicure.
1: What do you have calluses on your feet from?
0: Uh, just soccer and then never did anything about them. Wow. Yeah. Got some pretty sturdy feet, I'll tell you what. If you if you want me to send pictures of my feet, just let me know. <laughs> you know,
1: you got some hair on your feet. I'm looking at them right now. I don't you keep Not your much, toenails though. at a nice length. Yeah, thanks. That's good. Yeah. But no, I don't really want pictures of your feet. I don't think people want us to talk about any of this stuff anymore. Well, <laughs> I think feet's
0: the number one complaint from people that we get is we don't talk lack enough of feet. about feet. Yeah, oh. lack of feet. Mm. Yeah, I get that all
1: the time from our fans. Well, look, if you love the wizards and feet and broken cabinets and bear and bears uh, overrunning towns. towns, this is the best podcast <laughs> you've ever listened to. But that's Trends. trains. Train well, we you know, we can talk about trains yeah. anytime.
0: So, okay, let's go over our next four all stars because you had your eight locks. So now have you locks. have four left. Let's let's hear who they are. And I'm um, I have a sneaking suspicion we're not gonna hear a pacer.
1: We unfortunately are not gonna hear a pacer. Here's why. Uh and we'll get to this later when we go through standings. I think this is likely just another middling pacers team. Um, oh, Carson Wentz just do a good touchdown to Paris Campbell. I think this is just another middling Pacers team. I think they'll kind of waddle around 500 all year. There's just too many injuries. If they were fully healthy for you know most of the season, no team ever can really remain fully fully healthy. Um, but already having guys out, and then on top of that, like we already talked about. Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, these guys consistently will miss at least a small chunk of games each, every season. Um, If Sabonis can stay fully healthy and keep putting up his numbers, he'll certainly be in the mix. Um, I know you have Brogdon and Levert. I'm out on Levert All-Star. The stretch fracture in the back seems very troubling to me. Brogdon, uh, last year, made a... A good push for it for a little while before uh did he have an injury before the all-star break last year brogdon yeah
0: the problem last year i think he i think he did we lost six of the last 10 right before the all-star game and i think he was kind of on Mm -hmm. pace to make the all-star game too he was having a really good beginning of the season the the pacers looked good to start the season last year they did and yeah just had like a meltdown no one really knew what was happening. It was just, you know, like we were losing games. The rotations were weird. We weren't getting timeouts called when we wanted them and uh, or when fans wanted them. We weren't seeing that from our coaching staff. Turns out we had a bad coach. Who knew? Yeah, a horrible <laughs> coach. And, uh, yeah, so I think he was on pace, honestly, to at least – I mean, he at least had a case to be an All-Star last year until that six-game skid, six-out-of-ten-game skid, whatever it was. So I don't remember your question. I hope that answered it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically. And it I th- was, did
1: he get hurt before the all-star game?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, surely he did, but I, I don't think that was the big reason he didn't make it. I think it was uh team performance. I will add to, I don't have Karis LeVert making the all-star team this year. I do think though, if like, you know, the Pacers are playing well and we have a bunch of injuries and Karis LeVert comes back after these four games, has the same usage rate as he did at the end of last season for the Pacers, which was, uh amongst the league leaders like it was at the James Harden numbers um Luka numbers Karis LeVert was right up there as far as usage last season towards the end of the year mm-hmm. I mean look if he has a look he's in the Pacers for a full season this year hope we'll see potentially for a full that season That
1: usage rate was with guys it was a with lot of, but like a lot of guys sl- out
0: Yeah we still had Sabonis Turner um Brogdon at times you know Yeah but, but they were in and out they were yeah I guess they were in and out um and but Turner look, missed the last, similar, what,
1: like 15 games or something? Yeah, I don't
0: remember now. But, look, if there's a chance Levert makes it if his usage stays the same and he puts up good numbers, right, and the Pacers perform up. I guess you could say that about a lot of guys. If this dude. is
1: a top four or five seed heading into the All-Star break, there will be at least one All-Star. There'll be yeah, there will be this just team. one probably. It's the Pacers yeah. if we're a 5 seed, one All-Star. Now if they're a 1 or 2 seed, two. Maybe one. Some yeah, probably one. <laughs> I'd like to know the history of 1 seeds with no All-Stars. Oh, that'd be good to know. There there can't be any.
0: I'm I'm certain. Like I bet every single 1 seed going into the All-Star game has had at least one
1: All-Star. You would think, but and if if not, it's probably like this, seventies or eighties. Maybe the Grizzlies, in like two thousand tens, early two thousand tens. I don't.
0: Zach Randolph was he? he they was were
1: never a one seed. Maybe they were, they were at a close, time though. heading into an All Star break. We got to do this
0: research. I'm really interested. Yeah, that's a great question. But let's talk about because.
1: So did you give your Final Four name? Sorry. No, I did not get okay, my Final let's, Four let's yet. Hear it returning all-stars not directly from last year one of them is though i have middleton okay so i agree with you on that i and i at first i didn't have him in but i was like you know excuse me at first i didn't have him in um but i think milwaukee is just going to be so good it's it's going to be hard for them to not have at least two guys drew holiday obviously also a prime candidate uh i think that drew holiday May get Defensive Player of the Year this year. The playoffs last year certainly showed that he might be the best. Certainly perimeter defensive player. Saved Game Five in the league. Saved Game Five. Yeah. Um, I mean, people, you know, now we're a few months removed from that. It can be easy to forget how close those last couple games were. Um, he had that steal and then the alley oop, just a perfect pass to Giannis um so he's he's a possibility uh middleton gordon hayward big on the hornets this year and if gordon hayward can stay healthy he was right on the cusp last year uh i think that you know he can log good amount of games before all-star break this year get his you know 20 to 25 points Five-ish assists. Gordon Hayward, a great passer, playmaker, uh, decent defender. So Hoosier. he is he from Indiana? Oh, maybe he played at Butler. No, yeah, so yeah, he's from Indiana. Is he? Okay.
0: Well, I don't know actually. I just wanted to sound confident saying that. I have no idea. He's
1: Hoosier by association, at minimum. So, okay. um, and then my two first-time All-Stars, I got Lamelo Ball. Love LaMelo. I just think he's going to get so many fan votes, which doesn't make you an all-star, but it's part of it. Uh, I can easily see him being a top five vote-getter from the fans in the East. Um, But also, he's just a very good player. And that's a guy that you want in the all-star game. He's a very fun player to watch. He throws a lot of great passes. No doubt. Um, And then I got Clint Capella. Whoa! I over Clint, Sabonis, I got Clint Capella over Sabonis. I'm high on the Hawks. Uh, Capella had an amazing year last year. He had a great postseason. Um, he he kind of shook off some demons that he was a guy that you couldn't really play in the playoffs last year. Um, and they have a ton of talent. Honestly, uh, is so I have a list of like dark horse candidates, and I had him. John Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich all on that list. Wow. No I th- Kevin Herter. I think <laughs> no, hey, listen. Is he what is he? Is he the red rocket? No. Red Ranger? He's the red something. Yeah, he's red something. I could easily confuse him with whatever Brian Scalabrini and Andy Dalton's nicknames were though. And so. Scalabrese. And Scalabrese, yes. Um, So I think you're going to have at least two guys make it from the Hawks. I think they're a top three seed this season. Um, Very excited to watch them a lot this year. So, yeah, again, my 12 guys are my locks, my eight locks, KD, Harden, Embiid, Beal, Giannis, Tatum, Brown, and Trey Young. That's in no particular order either. Okay. And then my last four – I got Lamelo, Capella, first-time All Stars, and then Gordon Hayward and Middleton. I think this would be Middleton's third or fourth All-Star game. So you're leaving some pretty big names off. Yeah, I was I was back and forth on Capella and Bam uh, for the 12 spot. I left I left off Jimmy, who you had as a lock. Yeah. Um, did I leave off another one of you your left? locks? Well, no, but um, Middleton well, was your other lock that yeah, but, but wasn't a lock for me. Right. Yeah.
0: So. There's a couple guys who are in big markets, and I think the team is good enough where they're going to have a representative. You don't have Julius Randle. I have
1: Julius Randle making the all-star team. I don't. I think he'll be right on the borderline. Um, I think the Knicks are a playoff team again this year. I don't think they're a four seed, though. Okay. Um, And also, you've got more guys there who can score the ball and create for their own. We'll see how healthy Kimball Walker stays and – um Evan, they added Evan, Evan Fournier, Fournier yeah who had a great Olympics oh yeah he had a great Olympics but I, we don't always see the Olympics translate to the NBA you know we certainly do not no, because Rudy Gobert looked like a unstoppable for well the free throw line stopped him but yeah. that gold medal game he was a problem so I mean he's a he's a good NBA player he is a fantastic regular season NBA player. <laughs> he is amazing. I love it. Um,
0: I So, I, I have Julius Randle making my team. I added Zach Levine, who I'm not a big fan of at all. You
1: hate Zach Levine, actually. I hate actually. Zach
0: Levine. Chicago is going to have a representative if they're, any, if they're any good. It's Chicago. Big market. He's on the borderline. Zach Levine, I think, is going to make it. I have LaMelo as a first-time All-Star. I chose him over Gordon Hayward. I thought that was an easy decision. I'm surprised you had Gordon Hayward on your team. Actually, that, that caught me off guard. But I have Lamelo on my team, and I'm not saying anything bad about Gordon Hayward either. I just I'm surprised you had him, and you made a good point. So I mean, I totally forgot how good he was before he got hurt last year. Um, but I think Lamelo will be the only first-time All-Star on this team. And you know what? There's not a lot of big men on my on the All-Star team right now. So I think Sabonis makes the cut. You got Sabonis. I gotta, I gotta say, I think Sabonis makes the cut. I, I do not think crazy. Is, no, he, he'll be in the mix. He'll be in the mix. Worst case scenario, he'll be the the last pick in the All Star. This could be best case scenario too. I don't know. But look, he'll be the last pick in the All Star draft. He might be a injury fill-in. I don't know. I think he's gonna make the Eastern. Wait, he wasn't the last pick last year though. Utah guys were. Oh yeah, but he was an injury fill-in. Um, But, yeah, I think he makes it this year. So that's my team. I have Durant, Harden, Giannis, Middleton, Butler, Jimmy Butler, um, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Trey Young, Tatum, Sabonis, Embiid, and LaMelo. Austin, I have the list of guys that were first-time All-Stars last year. Do you
1: want to try to guess? That were first-time All-Stars last year? Yeah, so I already gave you two of them, I believe. There were five, you said? There were five. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Was it Ingram last year? or Was that the year before? Uh, Ingram did not make it last so year. So that was the year before he was an All Star. Oh man, uh, five time. It wasn't Trey Young's first All Star last year. No, right? he was a starter. J- Jalen right? Brown. Uh,
0: Jalen Brown. Yep. Trey Young didn't make the All Star team last year.
1: Oh, that's right. He didn't. Yeah. Crazy. And Zach. You Levain know what though? No, nah, he didn't. Trey Young, at the time of the All Star break, they were like a borderline 500 team. I don't know if Lloyd Pierce had been fired That's yet. That's right. That's right. So it was not. It was not crazy that that he didn't make it last year. In in hindsight, in hindsight it was. Yes. Yeah. Hindsight, but it was crazy. Up to that point, we'll look back 20 years from now. We'll have to remember that until Nate McMillan came in there, that team wasn't that good.
0: Yeah. Um, I already gave you Zion Williamson earlier. So, Zion was a first-time All-Star. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you're missing two.
1: I the, I will sit here and so say... So, one East, one West. I'll be sitting here saying, um, for five minutes. Okay. Then, okay. So, New York Knicks
0: had Julius oh, Randle as a yeah, first-time Randall, All-Star. Okay. And then the Jazz had Mike Conley as an All-Star. He was a replacement player.
1: Oh, yeah. And he was like... <laughs> He was down-the-line replaced. I mean, Mike Conley had a great season last year. He was the third replacement. Yeah. So he was
0: the replacement, Devin Booker's replacement. Okay, yeah. So Booker replaced – who did he replace? Uh, He replaced Anthony Davis. Okay. And then Conley replaced Devin Booker. And then Sabonis replaced, I believe, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. And Dick then since Joel to fill. Embiid, yeah Joel Embiid was out for contact tracing, so Zion Williamson was actually a starter last year.
1: As he should have been.
0: Um, and then Tatum started over Durant. And it should have been Debonis Sabonis,
1: you know, because he replaced Durant. <laughs> <laughs> the problem that Sabonis has working against him, too, is he is a, not an exciting all-star game player. So, if you're a voter, like a legit, serious journalist, that might be something you consider is, who would I and fans actually like to watch in a game? And, you know, if you don't have a bias... Yeah, then just put Clint Capella in, right? Over Sabonis? <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'm saying... Well, Clint Capella can catch some Oops. At least he has that working in his face. Hey, favor. Sabonis creates though. He's a passer. And he is. So maybe, you know, Sabonis can throw a pass between his legs off the backboard. Maybe we maybe we need Sabonis and Capella playing at the same time.
0: Who who can we kick <laughs> out? Can we put Sabonis in as a guard?
1: <laughs> Pacers fans would shut the All Star game off immediately <laughs> if that lineup got rolled out. Um what?
0: No. Pacers fans would turn it on. I think everyone else would turn it no, off. No, because you'd
1: have to you'd be watching the same thing you watch all season. <laughs> big old power forward, big old oh, center. I who I can't you. space a fl- I mean Clint the, Capella space the floor worse than Miles Turner.
0: Miles Turner spaces the floor. I can't believe you are still standing by that. He's a threat to hit threes. People step out to guard he him. He is
1: a mild
0: threat to hit threes. But people step out to guard him.
1: If I'm a defense
0: he, he shoots I'm not having and this I, argument again. I'm not doing this He shoots
1: again.
0: 33%. <laughs> okay, so I have a list He's right here. He's Jonas
1: Valanciunas from the three.
0: That's crazy. If if That's a possession
1: crazy. ends with Miles Turner shooting a three and I'm I'm the defense, I'm not mad about it.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: That's crazy. How is that crazy? The, nu- the numbers are what they are. He is a very mediocre three-point shooter.
0: All right. Agree to disagree. So I have a list right here of most likely first-time All Stars, okay, from each team in the NBA. Okay. So tell me, like, let's just go through this. We don't. We can just do East if you want. Um, let's talk about like if it's crazy that some of these guys are here. If we think they could be, what the chances are? There's only a couple names where I'm like, yeah, I think they could make it for sure. But, um, this is on Slam. This is from Slam Studios, by the way. Okay. Shout out. So we got Hawks. They have John Collins as the most likely first time All Star
1: over Clint Capella. Your boy. He's what what Capella has working in his favor for him is he is going to lead that team, if not the league, in rebounding um, and blocks as well. He, I mean, he could lead the league in both of those categories. Um, so he'll be one of those kind of. There's always a, a defensive, like super defensive guy. Well, that makes as we know,
0: uh, players who lead the league in blocks don't really get rewarded for it. So I, I don't know if that argument's <laughs> valid. Well, those players
1: need to get more rebounds. <laughs>
0: Probably, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, Roy Hibbert was rewarded.
1: Reroided. Re- <laughs> re-roided. <laughs> Roro, Reggie. We just got rewarded.
0: Uh, Hibbert was rewarded twice for just playing defense and not rebounding or scoring.
1: That's Two-time true. Two-time All-Star.
0: So, I, hey, I mean, it was a different NBA for sure. Anyway, so John Collins, the Celtics, they have Marcus Smart. Much to your chagrin. Ugh. I may even include Dennis Schroeder as the most possible first-time All-Star on that team. Maybe Time Lord.
1: Robert Williams. I don't know. That's my pick. Robert Williams. If Robert Williams stays healthy. There, there was a game in the playoffs last year. I think Robert Williams had eight blocks in a Nets game. He was the best player on the court in that game. Unreal. It was crazy. Who else do they have at Big Man? The Celtics. They got Al Horford back. Okay, well, he's not going to he's I, not gonna make an All-Star game. He's but also he's, been an All-Star. Yeah, he's still good, and uh, they may play together. We don't know if he's good. Posi- no, la- look, Horford was good last year when he played in OKC Look, you would look good on OKC last year. Probably would. Those colors will complement my hair too. I look good in I blue. I love it,
0: dude. Yeah, I'm all in. You do you do
1: look but good I in blue. But I don't I don't look good in yellow. So, I see you're wearing both blue and yellow. Well, this is a rainbow jacket. There are all colors on this. Yes. Well, if there's five colors. <laughs> I don't I guess if I'm... Yeah, that's true. If I look good in this, then maybe I would look good in a Thunder uniform. Because they got some thinking. blue, yellow, and red going that on. Blue
0: and orange, too. Because they have... That's their colors, right? Blue and orange? Yeah. They got, like, Love's Gas yeah, Station. that's right. Of course they have Love's colors. Gas Station, dude. I think that's the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We got the Nets. Their first-time All-Star choice. Can you try to guess this one? Who they put as a potential first-time All-Star
1: joe harris yeah joe harris is who they have yeah i mean kyrie's not gonna kyrie's not gonna play and so he's not gonna make it um i can't even think of the other guys in their lineup right now my nba brain is rusty blake griffin but i mean obviously he's been an all-star patty mills maybe
0: yeah maybe hey he could be the starting point guard all year yeah i'll find what that would That, w- that would be a ton of fun, to have Patty Mills in the All-Star game. Look, Patty Mills is a good player. Okay, I I don't want any success for the Nets, though. So let's move on. The Hornets, they have LaMelo Ball. We both agree that he's going to be an All-Star this year. Yeah. We'll see, though. Alonzo uh, for the Bulls could be the first-time All-Star. Yeah, I guess. Alonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball pairing in the All-Star game. That's what a lot of fans pair want. Pair of Balls. <laughs> okay, let's move on. The Cavaliers, they put... Do you want to try to guess this one?
1: And I, I Darius also, Garland. No, they have Sexton. Okay. Uh, Sexton is the I don't watch basketball, I only look at stats pick. Yes. Garland is the I watch basketball, and I know that Darius Garland is way better of a basketball player than Colin Sexton, and they should not play together. <laughs> Jared Allen time. potential? I like Jared Allen. Could, I bought one of his rookie cards oh,
0: last year. Could be a week um, Eastern Conference for
1: big men. Probably not, but could be. There, there's some good centers, though. Yeah, the, like Capella and <laughs> Embiid, Embiid yeah. uh, Bam. I mean, those, those are three of the top. Yeah. you know. And six I don't think he's going to
0: compete with Bam. Yeah. Um, we got Jeremy Grant for the Pistons, your boy.
1: Formerly, my boy. Formerly, I'm gonna say no to that, Christian. Uh, I'll, I think I'll the take Pistons. give me Cade over over. Jeremy I th- Grant.
0: I think that makes sense. Give me Cade. Yeah. Um, and then they have the Pacers with Malcolm Brogdon, who we both yep. already talked about that. Let's move on. Tyler Hero for the Heat. They have Butler, Bam, and Kyle Lowry. I guess they're saying the first time All-Star there could be Tyler Hero. I don't know. I'm so low yep. on Tyler Hero. I know there's a lot of good talk coming out of training camp from you know like yeah. all the veterans, but they have to say that stuff too, you know?
1: Yeah, I, preseason talk, I never... Yeah. Unless the preseason talk is like, this guy looks bad, but you never hear that, though. You so rarely hear that. Um, If it was going to be somebody on Miami, yeah, it would be Tyler Hero. Uh, For the Bucks, you want to try to guess this one?
0: So, Who Drew holiday has been an all-star. Middleton, Giannis have both been all-stars. Brooke Lopez, I don't even know if he's on the team still. He's been an all-star.
1: He's still on the team, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been an all-star. When was Brooklyn? I guess when he was in the Nets, Brooklyn. Yeah, I didn't know he had even ever been one. Um, God, I have no idea. They put Jordan Bobby Wara. Portis. What? I know that's Jordan what I thought too.
0: Because I I guessed Bobby Portis.
1: He doesn't even play.
0: I well, I mean, maybe they think that he'll play, but like, is this an
1: Instagram account? It
0: is. So nothing. It's
1: a popular one. About two hundred thousand followers. So I see the worst like NBA post in my Instagram Explorer For sure. Well,
0: don't discredit it too much because we're not done yet. We can talk about it at the end. Okay. So the Knicks, RJ Barrett. The yes. Hey.
1: That's a that's a good that's a good one.
0: Yeah. The Magic. They have Jalen Suggs.
1: Um. Oh God. They are so bad. They are so bad. Maybe Mo Bamba love potential. Hey. He's not beating out Robin Lopez. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. I, I
0: like Mobamba. Um the Sixers, they have Tobias Harris, which is a good answer yeah, for the that, Sixers. That would make sense.
1: Um the Raptors, Fred Van Vliet. Potential. Hey, I like Van Vliet because, you know, Siakam's out for um I think until at least December. OG. OG. I like OG. Don't sleep on Anna. No, both we both love OG. That's All good. Pacer fans love OG. That's good. Well, not all Pacers fans. Well,
0: because we drafted TJ Leaf over OG. There's a lot of talk there. Oh, that's right, yeah. And John Collins. Right, I mean, I think that was shout two of the next Kevin four Shout out to Kevin Pritchard, man. Yeah, shout out, man. <laughs> shout out to that guy. Uh, and then the Wizards have Spencer
1: Dinwiddie. Surprised it's not Aaron Holiday. <laughs> I had... Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie on my dark horse list. Oh, as well. See, that's what we should have read was your dark horse list. I like that. My well, I think we touched on them all already. I had Dinwiddie, OG, RJ Barrett, Capella, Collins, and Bogdanovich. Okay, those those were all my dark horse guys. Um, you know, if Miles Turner could ever get in double digit rebounds, um, he won't. He would. <laughs> he would make that I I had some Miles Turner's numbers too. I don't know if we were going to talk about Let's let's talk about later. Let's but, do it. Let's talk about
0: um like what you are expecting from some of the Pacers
1: players. My thing with the Pacers this year is can you get healthy? Can you stay healthy? And who who is going to survive the Miles Turner sabonis relationship or whatever you want to call it at the end of this season one of them must go this is not an all must go sale wait wait can the answer be both no we can <laughs> i mean
0: because i feel like that's a that's a real possibility god if both bless
1: if the f- if the 76ers taught us anything it's that you can't keep running these lineups back with two two players who are good but they obviously don't work together and your team needs to make a decision on one of them and they're also not the same level as
0: Embiid and Simmons
1: no they're also they're also not on those like although, I, I get the Embiid Sabonis comparisons it's it's a it's a light <laughs> comparison but the lesson
0: well I guess actually Sabonis would be the Simmons comparison
1: like not the shooter oh. look at I don't consider either of these guys shooters per <laughs> se, but we, you know, we can keep having that debate. Um, miles Turner. These are his numbers. The last two seasons without, without Sabonis. And so this was, I think it was like a total of 14 games. Um, one of those games he got hurt. And then one was like a bubble game where he didn't play a ton. I think just cause they were getting yeah revved up and ready to go. Um, in those games, he averaged 8.2 rebounds in 31 minutes a game. Man. So it's it's not even a, a problem of, well, Sabonis has taken all the rebounds from Turner while he's in there. Turner doesn't even get rebounds when Sabonis isn't around, really. And the replacements for Sabonis in those starting
0: lineups would have been Justin Holiday or O'Shea Brissett. Who are both, I believe, six foot six, six foot seven. Yeah. So yeah, no excuses. That's
1: crazy. So Turner has got to figure it out with the rebounds this year. Jakar Sampson could have been in the lineup too. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> he would have averaged eight point two missed dunks in those thirty-one <laughs> minutes he got. Um, another thing for me with Turner last year took twenty-two percent of his threes from the corner. These are spot-up shots. The, the, the corner three, for those of you who don't know, is a shorter three-point shot than you know the top of the arc where it rounds around. Um, that's why there's such an emphasis on getting corner threes. Um, that and a layup are like the most valuable shots in the game. He shoots 22, 22% of his threes from the corner, and he only hits 31% of them. That is not good. He's concerned his feet are so big. He's concerned that he's going to step out of step bounds. That he'll step out of bounds maybe. But for comparison, TJ Warren 2 years ago shot 41% of his threes from the corner. That is very good number to be at, and he shot or he made 42% of those corner threes.
0: You need those corner three specialists to or like threats yeah. because that space of the floor so much. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not just like what Miles Turner does is he's spacing the floor at the elbows. I guess is that is that what you call that at the three point line? The elbow, the corner threes, not corner threes, the 45 degree angle threes. What are those called?
1: I think it's called the wedge. The wedge. Are you playing? Are you talking about where it rounds into the straight line along the sideline? Yeah, but like, you know, like not the top
0: of the three point line, not the corners.
1: What's, What's the in between called? I think it's called
0: the wedge. The wedge. I've never heard that. Okay, so he usually spaces from the wedge or the top of the three, and like that's not where you want your three-point floor spacers to be, which Miles mm-hmm. Turner is in the starting lineup, the three-point floor spacer. You want your corner threes, like you said, it's a better shot. If he's not hitting them, then come on, man, what are you doing? So we've actually seen, we've seen him, Sabonis, and Batadze work on corner threes a lot. In this offseason, it looks like it's a big point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. Looks like Carlisle's coming in. He's like, "Hey, we got to figure this out." I'm yeah. really glad we have you guys shooting threes and not Porzingis doing step back uh, logo threes. Um, and I think he's, you know, going to try to make something out of it. We'll see what happens. Um, but I mean, those numbers are staggering.
1: Yeah, eight point two they're not good
0: rebounds. And this two.
1: is and look, in uh, defense of your argument of Turner being a good shooter, I think it was three seasons ago he was a 39% three-point shooter. He's capable. If he can get back to that number, now he he hasn't been close to that any other any of the other four seasons he's been in the league. If he can get back to that number, then that's amazing and that might be that might make the Pacers lean towards, okay, we had another average season this year. We got to get rid of one of these guys. We got Turner who's obviously a defensive force at the rim. He can step out. He's hitting high thirty percent threes. We're leaning, t- and he's on a better contract. We'll take this guy. Is he on a better contract? It's about the same money. Isn't
0: he? It's about twenty million each. I think he's eighteen million.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a little less. It's not that much of a. And difference he has though, you know? after this year. I think he has one more year. Okay. Right. Um, and I think Sabonis has two more after this. Um. So but both
0: yeah, under contract longer than Monte Ellis from this point on.
1: From this point on, yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, you're going to be hard to beat just in today's NBA. It's yes. going to be hard to keep a guy on contract more than <laughs> Monte Ellis. Um, so
0: like we always say, I mean, we we have our predictions for starting lineup. It's going to be Sabonis and Turner again is what's coming out. Um, we're going to hear – or we're going to see Brogdon – Levert after a few games, and then I don't know about T.J. Warren, when we'll ever see him. But it looks like to start the season it could be, you know, like a um, Brogdon, Jer- or Justin Holiday, maybe Jeremy Lamb or Duarte, either one of those two, and then Sabonis and Turner again. Um, that's not a bad lineup. I don't think this Pacers team is going to be, you know, like rolling over in any of these games either. I think we could see some good stuff coming from the Pacers this year. And, look, Sabonis is, what, 25 now another year still entering his prime we could see another step up for yeah. him lavert too um like i said earlier another year i guess his first full year in this system and uh brogdon just continuing to get better and shooting at um a higher rate hopefully and look he's been learning how to get his own shot to and create for others we saw that a lot last year so hopefully we can see some good stuff going forward with this team and um who knows maybe here's, the Pacers oh yeah
1: here's your your glimmer of hope from heaven okay 2011 Mavericks win the championship with Dirk Nowitzki and Tyson Chandler in the starting lineup could Sabonis and Miles Turner be the new Dirk Nowitzki and Tyson Chandler Dude, if Sabonis they is are very the new different Dirk. players all <laughs> four love,
0: of them I would love for him to be the new Dirk
1: Here's, here's my other thing with Miles Turner, too. And maybe it's just been a product of the systems that he's been in. He's been in and if anybody is going to put him in these situations, it'll be Rick Carlisle. Why has he not been the kind of rim roller that Tyson Chandler was, that Clint Capella is, DeAndre Jordan was? I mean, he is a capable
0: leaper. I think he's just kind of – I think he's slower than them. I don't think he has the same lateral quickness. He
1: doesn't, but still, I mean – like he's I don't so see him
0: as a like a DeAndre Jordan type of defensive big rim runner. You know, I see him more
1: as a defensive big floor spacer. Well, he's gotta he's gotta become either or. Yeah. And, and if I, you can be both, hey, fantastic.
0: What needs to happen is we need a um a a smaller four in the lineup. We don't need Miles Turner in the starting lineup. We need Sabonis moving to the five and then shit miles turner off i don't know how many times i can say that hopefully it helps maybe it'll happen one day if i keep saying it enough but that's that's what needs to happen is miles turner needs to go and we need to put like maybe tj warren in the four spot and then find another if he uh, ever plays again if he ever plays again so anyway man we've done this podcast long enough today we've reached over an hour actually jeremy would be flipping out at this point
1: I know. Well, yeah. if Jeremy was here, we would have went an hour and a half because he would have argued with me about <laughs> Brad Wanamaker and how I can't make a field goal in a <laughs> NFL game. <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, Austin MVP odds. Who are you putting money on? And then we're gonna wrap this thing up. MVP. Oh, do you, you want to do standings?
1: Yeah, we can Did do that. Did you have standing projections? I, I haven't, or? We're going
0: to save standings for when Jeremy's here. We're saving standings.
1: Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because I know he's going to want to do that. Okay. Uh, MVP, do you have the odds up in front of you? I do, yes. Okay. Do you want me to read some of them? or Start start reading me some, and, and, and I, or I have I, in mind. Okay,
0: I'm not going to give the numbers the odds. I'm just going to read the order. Okay. So we got Doncic, Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, LeBron, Jokic, Harden, and then Trey Young at 10.
1: Okay i love if i was going to pick somebody to win it right now i'd pick durant if he stays healthy that team's going to be super good uh all the turmoil that kyrie has caused this team and may continue to uh is only going to help his and james harden's cause there i think maybe on bet mgm right now harden is 20 to 1. i think that is a fantastic bet he was excellent when he played last year. He's Eighteen
0: to one on Fanduel.
1: Eighteen to one on Fanduel. That I mean, those are that's fantastic value on a guy who's always in gonna finish in the top five. Um, and with Kyrie, you know, same thing. Kyrie's not around. Just more touches for him and Durant. Kyrie is sixty-five to one. To yeah, Kyrie is is not. He might be done, done with all basketball.
0: Kyrie has better odds to win the championship, or I mean, to win the MVP than Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Bam, Jamal Murray, Clay Thompson.
1: Let me tell you, if Chris Paul's odds are that low, that's worth a little bit of coin. It's eighty-five to one. That's worth that's worth that's worth some nickels, Jack. Okay, I that's think worth I, some nickels. I think I can spare a few nickels. <laughs> I mean, he he finished top five last year, I believe. So he'll be in the run. Um, but so third. I think third, right? Yeah. Chris Paul's so, third. Um I think that's really good value. Look. Jokic is I believe is he 16 to 1 on that? Yep. That's some pretty good value on a guy who was awesome last year. He won the MVP with good reason. Um, he's unless he for some reason gets hurt, which uh, a thing that works in Jokic's favor, he is durable as all get up. He's gonna he's gonna be there eighty plus games, knock on wood. Um, Jamal Murray out for I don't know until at least January I would think maybe February March. If he can put up the numbers and get them the wins that he was doing last year while Murray was out, he's in the top five again for sure I think. So I like him. I don't like Luka. I know Luka is the odds on favorite right now because I'm low on Dallas. I think Jason Kidd was a bad hire. He's got bad coaching history. I'm not a fan him. of that hire either. Um, I'm still I still look at this top 10 though and
0: think that I mean, I could make a case against all of these guys. It's harder for me to make a case against Doncic. I really feel like this is his year. 5 to 1. He'll I mean, look, parlay that with Durant to win the MVP.
1: <laughs> <laughs> MVP Parlay. <laughs> I wish look, I wish you could pick uh you could bet on like top five, three or five finishes. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um yeah, I'm just I'm lower on Doncic. He'll have a fantastic season. He's one of the five best players in the NBA, but I don't see them I think their win total is like forty eight and a half. And I I bet on their under just because The West is really good in the top six or seven teams. And they made some minor improvements. Maybe you're getting healthy Porzingis and he looks better. They got Reggie Bullock. I don't know if it's Bullock or Bullock, but. Bullock. He's there now. That's the kind of guy you want with Doncic. They're getting Dwight Powell back, but that defense is horrible. So I have a
0: couple that I really like. Like I said, Luca. 5-1. 5-1. to one. I think that's a great bet. Um, James Harden, 18-1. to one. I love that. Especially, like, look, if he's averaging 25 points and 15 assists this year and the Nets are number one in the East.
1: Harden right now at 18 or 20-1, to one, depending on where you look, it's a heist. You have to bet it. You have to. Um,
0: and then Jokic to repeat, I think that could go well. However, what I will say is Joel Embiid or LeBron would have won it last year if they were healthy, don't you think?
1: No. uh, Maybe LeBron. I don't think... I don't think... uh, What's his face? Embiid. Embiid, I don't think Embiid would have got it over Jokic in the end. Um, I'm not... Because the Murray Murray going out and the Nuggets still getting the three seed pushed Jokic over the top.
0: Okay, through the magic of editing... um, we paused there. I don't know if you heard that crashing sound. Just wanted to check to see if everyone was okay. That was over there. We're all good. Could have been a minor earthquake. I don't know. Austin, are you feeling okay? I'm a little shaken, but oh. I'm not stirred. <laughs> I prefer my Austin stirred, not shaken. So we may have to address huh. this here soon. But Okay. Um, yeah, Jokic, that, that is a good case for him. Um, if Jimmy Butler wasn't just a defensive specialist... Then maybe if the Heat play really well this year, him at sixty-five to one could be a good bet. Like, hey, if they're you know top two seed, maybe.
1: My thing with them is, him and Lowry are old guys. How much are they going to play? Um, obviously, when those guys are out there, they're the kind of guys who don't really take nights off. Um, but I would be I would be worried about that for both their win total. And players getting awards and all stars. I think playoff wise, they've got great prospects. Um, they might be the third best playoff team in the East, but we'll see. I'll tell you who I kind of like. I like Trey a little bit, 20 to 1. Oh, um,
0: interesting. This uh, Fandle's it, 21 to 1.
1: It, okay, yeah. Um, I think the Hawks are going to be really good. He has. Media momentum at his back right now after the playoffs last year. So, if he can build on that, keep them going. Um, LeBron James at, depending on where you look, what I'm looking now, 18-1 to 1 on DraftKings. FanDuel 16-1. to 1. I mean, that's that's an auto bet. You think? LeBron, I mean... 39, right? 39, 38? You know he wants one more MVP. You know he does they have talent-wise the best team in the west heading into the season you get an AD back you got Westbrook there um so we'll see maybe Westbrook being there hurts lebron helps the team in the regular season cuz we'll he's he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot but yep. i can't i can't not bet lebron at 18 to 1 yeah i think i'm going to sprinkle some some nickels on that as well maybe
0: it, look if i put 10 cents on that i could walk away with $1.60 if he wins MVP.
1: There you go. That's not a that's not a bad turnaround right there. No, no, no. That's great. <laughs> and what are you going to do with that 10 cents? Uh, I don't know. Just buy 10 shares of a
0: stock? Yeah. Penny penny stock. Do you do penny stocks? Well, we'll talk about this off the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, for the record. No, I barely do stocks.
0: So, uh let's wrap this thing up. We're over an hour, yeah. Probably should at this point. I know Jeremy. If you're listening still, you're screaming at us right now. But hey, Austin, it's always a pleasure when me and you get to do this podcast. Sit down, talk some basketball, talk shop. Not as much talk pleasure. (laughs) Not as much train talk as usual.
1: A normal amount of foot talk. Yeah, when we do this podcast. Um, <laughs> I got my socks on, too. I got my Stance socks on. These are great yeah. socks. Shout out a former sponsor of the All Pacers Please podcast. sponsor a Stance. I, l- I really do love these socks. They're comfortable.
0: We'll see what we can do. But, Austin, anyway, have a great week, man. I'm excited for Tuesday. Um, hopefully, we can do another podcast after NBA opening night. Um, mm-hmm. But until then, I'm Jack. That's Austin. This is the All Pacers pod. Peace out.
1: about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.